human quest for identity has forever been wrapped with myth and mystery but nevertheless centric to life anywhere on the planet different approaches have aimed to define it some the path of self inquiry others religious inquiry there is no freedom without the law in modern times the mood has shifted to social inquiry whatever the approach the discourse is biased and not inclusive while it is plainly evident that the work we do and the role we play in it is what should define any one of us the only condition being the pursuit of excellence in the chosen areas of work that resonates with our passion to create more than to consume president biden signed the respect for marriage act and with it brought this social inquiry right into the middle of a global discourse this legislation and protection that the law is required to provide highlights that governance is key in a social environment that is divided by discord unfortunately the discord is not based on any principles but rather on parity the history on the planet has evolved with a few privileged and powerful who have usurped the power of politics money and position to control a majority and that has been perpetuated with conditioning of mindsets through the strategy of collective illusions to follow rather than lead with freedom we are on the cusp of a new era with the first of the five markers being a new world order there is no scope for negotiation that this must be a flipping of the conventional financial ecosystem led societies to a human ecosystem led one where humans are free to define their identity through their work and in the process find expression to their latent which we know as talent diversity therefore should not be restricted to gender and sexuality but must be expanded to socio economic and political power there is a need to break free of the structures we have come to live with for centuries because these structures that manifest as relationships are no longer relevant to the modern world the jingoism of nationalism and regionalism can only be countered with every human being given the opportunity to pursue excellence where their passion leads with data autonomy and trust that enriches the social fabric we need to consciously shape shift the conventional structures with synergies and systems concurrently it is in this context that the diversity equity and inclusion become a very important tool of social change the respect for marriage act brings access to new rights for the lgbtq communities that must find expression in systems not just locally in the us but rather globally it would be absurd to restrict these communities locally there is no retreating on globalization even from the perspective of the financial ecosystem the war in ukraine is a posturing of democratic versus autocratic principles and it appears 
the autocratic principles have brought the world to its knees simply because of the weakness in the principles of democracy being implemented. It is time we change that. What does the Marriage Act by President Biden that was signed recently signify? This act, first of all, on the surface of it, provides the LGBTQ plus communities rights to access, access to uh, legal legalities, whether it is assets ownership, whether it is uh, the right to a marriage certificate, ability to act freely, not be subjugated. So it gives them protections, it gives them rights. It brings a community that have been on the fringes of society, yeah. okay, into the center. But we have to realize that we are talking about people. Yeah. Okay, and we are talking about being able to recognize them for who they are. That's true. Yeah. Diversity is, is, is basically something that every society must be able to capitalize on. And that essentially is one of the first principles of human capital. So this act basically is a great step in that direction to re-establish human capital in our societies. We as a human society have always lived in communities. We have always lived a life of mutual inclusivity. Exactly, yeah. And then there came a period of new discoveries. And these new discoveries, unfortunately, uh, were capitalized by a few people. Okay. Now, these few people, what did they exercise? It is a very important aspect of this term called capital mm -hmm. that we need to understand. Capital is essentially, you know, money that is employed in growth or currency that is employed in growth. The currency takes forms in different ways. Uh, currency takes form in, in money, it takes form in political power, uh, it takes form in knowledge power, and it also takes form in social power. So this power of capital mm -hmm. was usurped by a few and used in constructing relationships over a majority. Yeah. Why? Because money brought political power, political power brought influence. Uh, the, the power of influence, which is the social power, yeah. and which essentially also was, was reinforced by knowledge yeah. that you could buy the people who, who were uh, essentially knowledgeable. Hmm. Yeah. You could employ them. You could, you could employ them. Yeah. Right? So this power structure mm -hmm. essentially is how we created relationships. Yeah. And these relationships mm -hmm. then became, as we started discovering new conveniences to life, 
you know, it is not possible for only a few to enjoy that. There is no market there. Yeah, you need to. So now you started developing exactly right. Now you, you know, if you you disc you uh, started traveling to distant places by trains and by planes, and then now by internet. Yeah. So you're reaching out to new people, and you needed to control them. Yeah. And you use this power structure gradually. The one that we already sort of set up and kept growing on top. Exactly. This is the structure of relationships. Mm -hmm. right? So today we are uh, in our society where we control the, through the structure, through this structure of power, yeah. uh, we still perpetrate the same yeah. that if you will control a majority yeah. right yeah. and that essentially is reflected in our uh, inequities in society yeah inequities in every possible way whether it is rights whether it is income inclusion uh, whether it is inclusion whether it is uh, you know you you're exercising of your liberties yeah right yeah. so to your previous question and, and bringing this into this act, this act is a significant one yeah. in the sense that it, this does not only provide them rights and liberties within the United States. Yeah. When they travel, when they interact with the rest of the world, yeah. those rights will have to be respected by other countries as well. Which is a great step in the right direction. And we live in a global world. We do. And uh, therefore the aspirations, there have been movements, for example, the LGBTQ plus community has, um, has been very active all over the world. They have been. So they are going to demand uh, similar rights in yeah. their countries. And therefore this is a great step. For example, uh, a simple question I can ask is, if a gay couple traveled to Qatar for the World Cup, what happens? They will, will, be, will they be refused a visa? Or will they have to hide their identities in order to watch a game for which they are paying? Yeah. This question is, is, is linked at many levels. It's linked to trade. Yeah. Right. It is linked to uh, institutions, federations, um, exactly countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I think I think now uh, uh, this this whole aspect of how we see uh, diversity, yeah, okay, with equity, uh, has to go to multiple levels. It's just not about sexuality alone or yeah. sexual preference alone, yeah. or or who you are born to or where you are born uh, or what color is your skin yeah. uh, what religion what uh, uh, you know ethnicity um, yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't okay what matters then uh, is, is the following question yeah. what matters is only the work that you produce and we know we work towards that you know is how do we earn an income? How can we create? The very aspect of work is what do we create? Yeah. Right? More than we consume. Fair. Yeah. 
right? Yes. And when in the digital world, this creation and consumption become connected, then there is nobody on this planet who says, I want to consume the worst. Everyone wants to con consume the best. Yeah. Right? Be it anything, yeah. But then you have to have the capability to contribute to, to basically contribute and create that as well. Because there are no alien powers That's like, yeah. that are going to basically create that for you. Exactly. Right? So taking accountability and responsibility. Yeah. In the past, if those opportunities were denied, that access was denied. Yeah. Now today, in the country of North America, you are now being enabled with that and you're being given protection yeah. against subjugation, against uh, Any uh, discrimination, discrimination yeah. right? So now it is, there, are, there is no excuse. Yeah. There is no excuse for humans to create and create more than they consume. Yeah. And uh, this is the most significant act and this is the very essence of human capital. How do we see diversity, equity and inclusion unfold in our societies? This is uh, a very complex subject. You know, I know that uh, you know, now DEI is a nice abbreviation, like many abbreviations in management mm -hmm. that enterprises and businesses have used. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, you need uh, governance compliance mm -hmm. and risks are created and managed okay. at uh, the level of governance of uh, institutions, gov which is institutions I call governments, yeah. right? Uh, and then that basically boils down to, enterprises. you know, enterprises and uh, businesses, mm -hmm. which actually impacts every family and individual as well. Yeah. Now, therefore, this question of diversity uh, has has the yin and the yang. Mm -hmm. The yin is basically the fact that now you are pro being provided with the access and the opportunity, yeah. uh, uh, as you call a level playing field. Yeah. Now you are on the field, yeah. uh, which is the yang. Yeah. So you have to contribute. But in order to contribute, you need to be prepared as well. Exactly. So we are approaching a new era. Yeah. So I, th I think that now we are still only in the D of the DEI, yeah. right? So in the D, the first one is the flipping of the, the conventional financial ecosystem yeah. into a human ecosystem. That's what... Right? So the human ecosystem now drives the financial ecosystem. Yeah. Okay? So what does that mean? That means that we have to... Uh, imagine governance, uh, risks and uh, compliance in the context mm -hmm. of data autonomy. 100%. Right? Data autonomy, where data was, was essentially or is still owned yeah. by uh, an enterprise, a government. That's true, but it, it is supposed to be my data at the end of Right? Yes. Yeah. But there have been no mechanisms to basically allow you to own data. Okay. And there is the other factor is you are lazy not to be able to Ex even understand. 
that you know you need to create data mm-hmm. and you need to sustain that data yeah. in order to be able to make your own decisions that's true right digital allows you that opportunity okay to flip this this thing called the persona mm-hmm. to personal yeah so let me let me focus for a minute and give you an insight okay when uh, uh, businesses they create personalization what do they do they create they what they call as a user persona yeah right they create a user persona mm-hmm. and create a bunch of dimensions and attributes yeah these dimensions and attributes are then uh, religiously okay administered in such a way to alter your behavior for their benefit well i mean that is their business yeah there is no judgment here that is their business now they alter your behavior for example you know you shop uh, on any one of the websites portals yeah so they will tell you you know 100 people like you bought this yeah right yeah they don't care whether your life cycle is able to afford it is it whether a, you really need it yeah you know every personality mm-hmm. is different every individual personality is different it is uh, it is governed by uh, what what happens in your individual life yeah the experiences that you have right your current situations all right. of it yeah your habits your yeah. behavior now there is a need for you to govern that yeah not be influenced by the persona the user persona yeah. that someone else has created yeah so in a lot of ways you know what has been uh, capitalized in our societies yeah okay is this constant uh, chasing of becoming something mm-hmm. as opposed to being you mm-hmm. right yeah. and i think that diversity is a dual edged sword mm-hmm. and it needs to be examined not from the lens alone of what are the rights uh but also the obligations that we as individuals have which then leads us to the second aspect which is equity mm-hmm. equity is the same thing if somebody invests a certain amount of money they expect a equal uh, or higher contrib- rewards and recognition and celebration for that 100% like right if i'm putting in that exactly yeah. so now this this brings that aspect of capabilities of individuals yeah right a majority who uh, agreeably have have not been given that opportunity now that they are given the opportunity the gates are open they must Excellent. increase their ability to contribute yeah then that equity mm-hmm. is what they bring in onto the table to get an equitable income okay that income is just not just money it's not that money is as i said it is the power it's the power is the value that they are creating and that's what they right. are getting so this this flip of this financial ecosystem into a human ecosystem mm-hmm. 
is a, is a theory that is easily said, but very difficult uh, in terms of actually making it happen. Uh, it, it will probably take, uh, you know, uh, another 10 years before we actually see its realization in society. Yeah. But remember this, it took 100 years, okay, or more for the financial ecosystem to stabilize in a society. Yeah. Right? That 100, 150 years of the, the evolution of society is going to be morphed yeah. okay, in tremendously large chunks where humans, especially the new Gen A, 8 to 18, and the Gen Z, 18 to 25, yeah. will with their aspiration catalyze and mobilize a world uh, to a very different aspiration. That's true. Okay? So we have to watch out for that. So this equity mm -hmm. then brings inclusion, which is, you know, we live in a very uh, dispersed world. Yeah. Right? We do. Uh, today, when we talk of uh, globality, uh, we are perhaps talking about a, uh, just about a uh, 30 to 35% of the global population being connected. And being connected uh, through social media, through internet, okay? All these different portals. These networks yeah. that we call, yeah. these aggregated networks that mm -hmm. we call, will become and will have to become a personal network at a global level, which is globally local level. Yeah. Specific right? to your... So, uh, so, so, so basically, everything that we talk about today, you know, which really is, I mean, if you really look at what is Amazon really doing? Mm -hmm. Amazon is providing you logistics. Yeah. Right? Is providing uh, the consumer the logistics, mm -hmm. is providing the uh, uh, manufacturer the logistics, yeah. is providing the uh, the, the people who produce raw materials, the logistics, yeah. right? So truly, you know, it is basically connecting the data and the transportation of the goods at the same time. Yeah. Where actually data is traveling 40x faster than the, than the goods themselves. Yeah. Data arrives much before. Yeah, much quickly. Right? Yeah. And I think that that is the world that we need to prepare for. That is, when we talk about inclusion, we have to get down to the possibility that it is basically a process and that process needs to fuse, okay, five critical dimensions of data, okay, okay? which is the uh, source data, mm -hmm. which we call the master data, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. With talent, which is the metadata of, uh, of the source data. Yeah. Then comes the materials that the uh, source data wants to use yeah. in the process of manufacturing, in the process of farming, in the process of creating wealth, yeah. in the process of investing wealth, yeah. right? in, in, uh, in the process of healthcare, in the process of 
mobility, in the process of education. building technology. Education as well. Yeah. So data, talent, materials. Mm -hmm. But then comes the part is all this, you know, are, are bare without a proper uh, financial capital to bring them together. Yeah. And that is financial capital. But, but that capital, which has so far been utilized, you know, uh, when in the past you had an investor, he had nobody to answer to, right? It was uh, personal wealth. So they used it the way, if, if, if they made money, great. If they didn't make money, it, they found something else, yeah. right? They had a diversified portfolio. But today when people, there, is, there are retail investors, mm -hmm. you're answerable. Yeah. You're answerable to, uh, through governance, right? Yeah. You need in innovation. You need uh, returns uh, for those investments. And they have to be, so that returns that we talk about. Okay, whether it is private or public investments, right, have to be in the sweet spot of three things. Okay, one that is informed by what value it is creating. Okay. Two, how well that value is informed with intellect, which is, you know, the ability to uh, make sure that you know it is well reasoned. Yeah. Right. And lastly, but not the least, mm -hmm. is is there capability to deliver? to that new construct, yeah. right? That equation of the value intellectual and human capital must therefore define financial capital deployment. Yeah, that's true. Right? So this becomes a very important equation. So we talked about a world order changing, mm -hmm. which is driven by transversal technologies, yeah. right? Which then is using new resources uh, materials, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, in order to create. And those new resources and materials mm -hmm. then allow you to be able to influence this aspiration, delivering of these aspirations, yeah. okay, to creating a, a, a better world. So that aspiration uh, along with the capability and the financial capital uh, will then be built and infra uh, built as a digital infrastructure. Yeah. Okay. This digital infrastructure, when we talk about connecting the uh, physical and the virtual, this is not a hybrid. This is actually connecting. This is live. Yeah. 24-7-365. And it is live with data mm -hmm. that is being computed, not processed. So this computation is constantly changing the dynamics of outcomes. Yeah. Okay. And I think this is a huge transformation. And we are entering a new era yeah. where this thing called DEI should not be looked upon as something uh, uh, that is simply a gay rights movement outcome. No. It is actually a life outcome. It has a significant impact on society. Uh, there is no doubt that the uh, Marriage Act that was passed in the United States will resound in every other part of the world. And, have, and, and that is an impact yeah. that is fairly significant. Mm -hmm. If you are not able to stitch a story mm -hmm. 
to foster that impact, then I think uh, you will be left behind. 100%, yeah. And, and therefore, President Biden will go down in history as someone who created a very, very significant social transformation yeah. uh, with this act. You talk about transformation of structures, synergies and systems. Can you explain more on that? Can you elaborate? When we talk about structures, mm -hmm. we are talking about the power. Who exercises the power and therefore the control? So we, the minute we want to make this impact of moving uh, the needle from becoming to being, mm -hmm. we are giving individuals that power. Right? Yeah. And that power comes from being able to use data, be data driven okay. in being able to pursue a path of excellence. So that structure is not an entitlement. Mm -hmm. It is a very essential uh, necessity to construct a new fabric of life. Understood. Okay. And so that structure basically is uh, related to synergies. Synergies is nothing but culture. Culture is defined as values, beliefs, assumptions mm -hmm. and today we, we basically understand the new opportunities. Mm -hmm. So these values, beliefs and assumptions cannot be what transpired, what was based on a previous life. I mean you know, you lived in local communities to today living in global communities. You know, uh, the, the very uh, way in which your life has transformed. You can travel not just uh, across continents. Now you are seeing the possibility of being able to do space travel. Yeah. Yeah. You, um, your ideas are creating uh, new opportunities for millions of people which was not possible about uh, even 10 years or 15 years ago. 100 percent, yeah. In the most advanced of societies, you can displace with an individual idea, you can displace a Fortune 500 company if you are able to capture the imagination of other people. Yeah. yeah. So, what is that? That is a human-to-human -human connect. So the structure that we talk about, the, the transference of power mm -hmm. from institutions and industries to individuals must be reflected in this synergy, in this culture. It must be understood. Yeah. And when you understand that, you must be ready to receive it. Yeah. I'm talking about the ability of the... Uh, without that friction between institutions, industries, and individuals, yeah. okay? We must have a, way, a, a democratic way yeah. of transferring or sharing yeah. this power. It is not about transferring alone. It is about sharing because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. these individuals become better human beings, be become better creators, yeah. 
in these very institutions and individuals we, sh we should not forget that we are not talking about going and establishing a new planet yeah these are the same individuals that are the part of the industry enterprises and the society exactly right yeah. so i think that is the reason why i call it the flipping mm -hmm. okay the the financial ecosystem and the human ecosystem are two sides you know of the same burger if you may what is important is that to recognize that there are two sides. So far, we have overdone one side <laughs> and underdone the other side. Yeah. Okay. So, we, in order to get a perfect burger, we need this, uh, this both sides of the meat. Yeah. Okay. Cooked evenly. 100%. Right. So, synergies is that, that values, beliefs, assumptions, and, and, and what, what can be done, what opportunities exist, okay, in this new world, that must change for everyone, yeah. okay. This rewiring of our minds mm -hmm. uh, to, the, to the possibility and potential of the new should then create the systems. So today we have been at digital transformation for the last perhaps uh, 10 to 15 years. Right? Have we transformed? Nothing. You know, you know, if you look at if you look at digital transformation statistics everywhere in the world, mm -hmm. uh, the the success rate is just about five to eight percent. Why is that? Because of this. Because it is a patchwork. You are patching to legacy systems. Your basic understanding of what digital is. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the maturity has moved to, uh, for example, a mobile application. And if you pause and understand what I'm saying, any application for that matter today, mm -hmm. okay, uh, has a very important construct. We consume data in all the four forms, which is text, video, audio, and graphics. Yeah. Right? And therefore, to each one of these four formats, mm -hmm. okay, we have devices and channels and mediums that have been constructed. 100%. Yeah. Right? So, which means a lot of capital has been invested. Yeah. And the technology is also there. Right. But guess what? Instead of uh, investing in three different formats, mm -hmm. okay, what if you, you basically looked at it and said, there is a way of recognizing all the four forms of data that can be device, channel and medium independent. Yeah. Right? Imagine the amount of costs that it can save. Imagine the amount of quality it can transform to life. Imagine the amount of the time it will take to bring new solutions to life. Imagine the amount of uh, people, inclusion, empathy that we talk about in terms of service, yeah. the amount of people that can be serviced. Yeah. Right? And last but not the least, Im imagine the flexibility. You know, today we talk about the future of work in the context of hybrid work, remote work. Yeah. But we don't talk about it in terms of, okay, and that is an enterprise view. Yeah. But how does a person 
living in a remote Davangare in Karnataka become a fashion designer who can design a, a, a fashion dress based on, let's say, uh, Mysore silk. Yeah. Okay? That will be worn by an opera singer in, uh, to perform at the Sydney Opera. Okay? And the design will be basically printed as a costume within a few hours of the entire process of, say, you know, reaching out, uh, fitting the design, uh, and, and then printing the dress yeah. and uh, the opera singer wearing it and performing that evening. This is the new world. This is the new system. Yeah. This is what we call uh, the, the uh, building systems that work in real time. Yeah. Right? So, uh, this is not fiction, this is not an imaginary world, this is already happening, okay, in some parts. Bits and pieces, patches, right? yeah. What we need is for this to happen as a regular event in everyday life. For everyone. For everyone. For everyone, yeah. Right? Yeah. And that is the essence of moving these structures, mm -hmm. the synergies, and the systems concurrently to a new era, to the potential, yeah. okay, bridging it with performance. Yeah. So all this is not abracadabra. There is no magic. There isn't. Yeah. Okay. There needs to be a conscious effort mm -hmm. to learn in action from the present status quo yeah. to the desired state, which is aspirational. Yeah. Okay. And this is something that we need to understand, that we need to become disciplined in order to be able to meet the existential threats. So this is just not my imagination. Okay? Yeah. This shift mm -hmm. that we talk about is shape-shifting yeah. our planet. And there is a reason for it. The shape-shifting is required because the planet is in is facing an existential threat yeah so many aspects okay in all the seven aspects of life or the seven stations of life including environment mm -hmm. which faces a code red as announced by the un scientists yes. uh, faces in education we have a, a pedagogy yeah which is perhaps a century old and the content is therefore irrelevant in that pedagogy yeah. Uh, we have a health yeah. after bringing the world to its knees for three years. Mm -hmm. We still have China battling COVID. We haven't learned the lessons. We haven't shifted anything in terms of moving this world to a safer place with respect to a, a new pandemic. Yeah, we are right? not prepared for a new pandemic. If no. that happens, we are again back to ground zero. Right. Then in, in, the, in the wealth, mm -hmm. we still have poverty. We still have, uh, in a majority, I'm not talking about underdeveloped nations like Africa or India. I'm talking about there is poverty in the United States of America. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Most developed nations, they still have the poverty. Why is that if they are developed? Poverty is not just the lack of money. Yeah. It's a lack of ideas as well, yeah. right? Uh, to improve life. Mm -hmm. It's just that we don't see that ugly face of uh, whether it is a New York or a San Francisco of homelessness, 
Uh, it exists of, of people dying of hunger, people dying of uh, uh, not having access. Yeah. That is poverty, right? Yeah. Uh, then we have, so money is not being employed. So there is, there is no dearth mm -hmm. for capital. There is no dearth for money in the, in the world today. But the mindless employment of capital has resulted in uh, wasteful expenditure. And waste is one of the things that sustainability needs to tackle. Yeah. Okay. 100%. And money is one of those ways that we need to tackle with the highest level of priority. Similarly, whether it is mobility. Yeah. It's just not about, you know, urbanization is a curse actually in most places. Because, you know, when you have digital that can provide you a connectivity anywhere and anytime on the planet. Yeah. Okay. Why are we still working uh, uh, with, with, with this urbanization that is overcrowding, that is, uh, you know, creating concrete jungles? Yeah, which are not good or sustainable in nature at right. all. Right. Um, why, why are we still having, uh, you know, uh, for example, we're talking on this episode about this marriage act. Yeah. How soon will that legislation that is passed Give the rights to an American citizen, not just in America, rights and the protections, but anywhere in the world. Yeah. Right? So, these seven stations, mm -hmm. uh, you know, need, need to be seen inclusively. And that is the seeing this connection mm -hmm. between these three S's, structures, synergies, and systems. So, how must the governance, risk and compliance unfold at a societal level, at an individual level and at an enterprise level as well. So today we have an act and this act mm -hmm. needs to be uh, converted into legislation. This legislation needs to basically have a practical implementation in terms of a system. Mm -hmm which is basically access. Yeah. Tomorrow, if someone wants to apply for a marriage certificate to get married, there must be a system that recognizes and allows that marriage to happen. Yeah. Right. So, for example, today when a man and a woman get married mm -hmm. and uh, the man or the woman dies, okay. automatically inheritance is something that, that is structured in place. So there are rights yeah. to that. So these must be connected. That, so there shouldn't be a struggle uh, in terms of uh, somebody being automatically getting an insurance. So will this happen without a struggle? Will it happen automatically? Okay. Is governance at the government level, uh, at a federal level, that basically gets down right down into counties and districts where people live. Exactly. And, and, and that translates itself into enterprises and businesses that derive the necessary, the, the compliance and the, and the risks associated with it. Yeah. Right. So today, for example, if an insurance company is, is insuring your health insurance, it's looking at multiple parameters of your dependence in order to be able to structure your premium. 100%. So how is that new premium 
going to be configured. So it is just not about uh, creating those governance to uh, rights and responsibilities, but also how new products and services mm -hmm. will get configured on the fly to this new possibility, to this new potential of a very different society. Okay? That did not exist in the past. True. Okay? So the, the governance, risk and compliance needs to basically be embedded in processes. So processes will have to change. Of every single product and service company that is that is servicing humanity, yeah. I don't think there is any uh, product or service on on planet Earth that is servicing any other, uh, uh, you know, species. alien or, or species, yeah. right? <laughs> so I think I think uh, I think it is important that you know uh, everybody is able to see from their perspective, mm -hmm. from their whether it is the uh, geography, whether it is their culture, whether it is their uh, uh, environments, yeah. which is enterprise environments, uh, societal environments, how uh, these uh, these changes that we talk about, yeah. okay, are become uh, part of the everyday process because once we connect humans with hum other humans, mm -hmm. you know, there must be less friction. Yeah. In the way in which we interact with one another. Yeah. And it must reflect. So the GRC, as we call it, the governance, risk and compliance mm -hmm. must get embedded in processes. And those processes must make an impact, if you may. Yeah. Uh, a rather cliched word that we use today. Yeah. We uh, impact at a transactional level. Yeah. That every transaction. Yeah. That, that we do in our societies, okay, yeah. which will well, which will, which well might be digital mm -hmm. in the future entirely, yeah. right? Uh, that is an aha moment. That's true. Okay, yeah. rather than the struggle yeah. that uh, many of us face, yeah. you know, uh, in 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 the underdeveloped nations, yeah. like in India, we face a struggle despite legislation uh, being passed, you know, for it to become. Uh, uh, to make an impact at an individual level, it takes a lot of time and sometimes um, it doesn't it, it, materialize. It doesn't materialize. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so according to like what how I perceive GRC, GRC should not be a roadblock in anyone, any human's processes, transactions. Instead, it should enable them for growth. True. So. GRC or, or governance, risk and compliance has traditionally or conventionally been viewed mm -hmm. as a, a headache, as an audit problem. It has, been, it has been addressed as a problem that needs to be addressed. Okay. We, have to, we have to basically flip that and look at this as an opportunity to serve, yeah. right? Not as a problem. And in that, and serving humans. Yeah, because right? that's the that is the crux of of a by of, humans of, for humans by, of a human centric ecosystem. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. So um, and and hopefully we when we keep talking about human, 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 I mean I would uh, <laughs> like to say that 
let's hope that we talk about human in the context of life. And that life is not just human, but also plant, but also animal, but also other microorganisms, okay, that inhabit and make uh, life habitable on our planet. Yeah. So this quadrant we talk about is about that composite earth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think that when we talk about governance, risk and compliance, we need to see it that way. Uh, in, in that total holistic manner. Yeah. Uh, today, sustainability again is a fashion word. Mm. Um, every enterprise says we, we basically uh, are employing yes. sustainable factors. Yeah. And yet, you know, we are not, we are, we are not a confident of being able to uh, say one of the 17 uh, sustainability development goals of UN will be met by 2030. Not one. Yeah, they're, not, they're still not confident. Right? So, it is essential yeah. that we take accountability uh, of saying, okay, if not 100%, what is the percentage that we will accomplish from a sustainability development goal? Each one of those 17, yeah. right? What will be our contribution? What will be the impact it will make? with respect to the percentage of completion. Yeah, definitive numbers are yeah. required. It's just talk right now. Right. So I think I think that is very critical. Yeah. Uh, when we say that, you know, zero hunger, yeah. uh, what what will the, the food and uh, uh, beverage industry contribute? Yeah. What will governance contribute? What will be what, the... Okay. How do we bring these... How do we bring these together? How do we... And that is what we at Giga Technologies are actually talking about. Yeah. Is that every single one have a contribution to make. Uh, that will make the composite number. And how do we see that connection? Is basically that partnership for progress.